Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hour number three of BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming in hot. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Still to come, we will offer up some of our plays for NFL wildcard overall playoff leaders. And, of course, we got to get to our lightning bets, right? But joining us now to preview Super Wildcard Weekend is Joe Osborne of Covers.com. Joe, thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. I, of course, have to talk about your Miami Dolphins going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Right now, KC, four-point favorites with a total of 44. Uh, We could see a little bit of inclement weather out there at Arrowhead Stadium. So how are you playing this game? Uh, I'm going to go with the play I've been pounding all season. It's uh, it's a weirdo bet, but uh, if it wins, who cares? If it's a weirdo bet, it's the second half under. Uh, So the total set at 21 and a half. And check this out. The Chiefs have gone under the second half total. In 15 of 17 games this season, uh, average combined score in their second halves of just 14.9. That number dips down to 13.8 at home. They play nine home games this season, and every single one of those games, the second half under hit. Now we take a look at the Miami Dolphins. Their offense is falling asleep in the second half here. Just 15 total points across their last three games in the second half. You go back and take a look at when those teams played in Germany. Uh, neither offense was impressive at all. Just three total trips to the red zone combined. The Chiefs were actually shut out in the second half. Neither quarterback threw for over 200 yards. So uh, I think a low-scoring second half there in Kansas City on Saturday night. All right, Joe. Um, you're usually very positive about the Dolphins, but you, you yes. popped on. We, we started talking a little bit, and I'm like, Oh, he's fallen just like every other Dolphins fan uh, we speak to. So I, I do understand, given the history, let, let's go positive. Give me the path to a Dolphins victory. What has to happen for – I don't even want to say shock the world. This opened at three and a half, and now we're sitting four yeah. everywhere. That's not crazy to see a four-point dog win in the playoffs. It's on the ground. Commit to the run. Stick to the run. Mm-hmm. Run the ball 40 times, especially if Mostert is able to return to the lineup. Why? Because that's a major strength of the Dolphins and because that is a major weakness of the Kansas City Chiefs 
defense, and you guys might people might have noticed the Chiefs' offense isn't quite as good this season. They're not really scoring a lot of points. So if the Dolphins can control that ball, run it on the ground, take a little bit of pressure off of Tua, a little bit of pressure off Tyreek, who's <laughs> dropping a lot of balls in big games this season, by the way. But run the ball. Who knows what can happen? Everyone's making a big deal out of the weather. Go check out the Miami games last season when they went up to Buffalo in the snow in middle of December on a Saturday night. Very competitive in that game. They only lost by three. What happened in the wild card round was Skylar Thompson staring up in Buffalo in the cold on a Sunday afternoon. They only lost by three. They lost both games, but they were competitive. They did keep it tight. I'm seeing that spread get up to four and a half at uh, at least one sports book. So, mm-hmm. you know, as a fan, I hope Miami can be competitive and at least give them a game here. Yeah, sometimes we overreact to weather a little too much. What about the earlier game Saturday, Browns yes. versus Texans? This one's interesting. You got the veteran quarterback, the really good defense with Cleveland against the younger squad. What do you like here? I'd like the younger squad to go over their team total of 21 and a half. So everyone makes such a great big deal out of this brand's defense. And yes, they are good, but only when they're on their home field. The home away splits for this defense are absolutely outrageous. Did you know the Cleveland Browns allow the most points per game on the road this season? They allow 29.6 points per game on the road. Uh, all eight of their road opponents have gone over this number of 21 and a half points. Uh, the red zone defense stinks. They are dead last in opponent red zone scoring percentage. So if the Texans can get in close, expect more touchdowns than field goal attempts. And I think CJ Stroud is a big game player. Uh, I know college is a lot different, uh, different level of competition, uh, different uh, weapons he had, but Look at what he did last year in the big game. Uh, 41 points against that Georgia defense last season. Uh, 48 in the Rose Bowl the year before. He filled the stat sheet in both games against Michigan in his career. Uh, One of his bigger games this season on the road against the Bengals. A shootout against Joe Burrow. They won that game. Second best passer rating of the season last week against the Colts, which was essentially a playoff game for them. So... uh, I think they can give them a game and at least go over that 21 and a half team total mark. You know, one of the bets that uh, I know you've talked about a lot and a lot of others have talked about uh, a lot as well is this idea of Cowboys over team total when they are playing at home Mm. and they are going up against an absolutely putrid Packers defense right now. I'm seeing that team total for the Cowboys at 29 and a half. What do you think about that? Uh, I like the over. Once again, the Cowboys do their best work at home. They have played a lot weaker competition at home compared to on the road, so that has helped. But, uh, yeah, they've gone over their team total in seven out of eight games. Uh, They score at least 30 points in seven of those games. They crossed into the 40 territory in four of those games. And, yeah, the the Packers' defense is a little tricky to judge. They haven't played a lot of good offenses but some pretty big red flags including in december they led back-to-back 30 point games to the bucks which okay maybe you can excuse that but allowing the panthers to score 30 points i think that's a pretty big concern so yeah i like dallas to roll it's funny the one game that they didn't go over their team total was in that saturday night game against the lions when i think the entire world was on the overs in that game whether it be for the full game or the team totals and of course uh it was an under game, but 
Yeah, I like Dallas to come out strong here in the opening round. And then probably they will fall flat directly on their face here in the, the next round of the playoffs. Yeah, it, it, that'd be something if uh, they ended up doing that in wildcard weekend. There, there might be more firings to come in the NFL. Uh, I, yeah. I think Rams and Rams and Lions is the most fascinating matchup of the weekend. Oh, I mean, yeah. There's so many storylines. I, I love this, Joe. And, you know, BetMGM has a number of three and a half. Much of the market now has it as a juice three. The Lions as the favorite. Um, what, what's the key here? What, what's your angle, side, total, whatever you're looking at? Uh, another team total. I usually don't play a ton of them, but uh, there's a bunch that I like, and it is for the, the Rams to go over their team total of uh, 24 and a half points. Their, red, their offense might be the hottest offense in the league right now, red hot. So uh, they're averaging 31.3 points in Matthew Stafford's last six starts with at least 26 points scored. In all six games, and they're going to have some massive advantages in this game. Most uh, importantly, through the air, uh, the Lions 30th in yards allowed per pass attempt. The Rams are third in yards per completion. So I think they're going to move the ball through the air quite easily. Then when they get into the red zone, they're going to be able to score touchdowns. Fourth in red zone offense versus 29th in red zone defense. So, yeah, the Rams are going to get their points. I don't know about the Lions, you know, um, Jared Goff, <laughs> kind of that stigma with him and, and big games. I don't, I think that can be unfair at times, but now he's missing uh, the big time tight end. Um, would I be shocked if the Lions fall flat on their face? Not really. I think the Rams no. are probably going to win this game, but my favorite bet would be their team total over. Love it. Love it. Well, we have a double digit spread. Don't look now, but Rudolph the red nosed mm. reindeer is carrying the Pittsburgh Steelers into the playoffs. No TJ yeah. Watt. What do you like in this one against the Bills? I like the Steelers plus 10 here. You think by this spread, you, you would think that the Bills are blowing everyone out here down the stretch of the regular season. That's not the case. So uh, they have just one win by more than one score over their last six games. And they're just kind of barely squeaking out these victories down the stretch versus the likes of Easton Stick and Bailey Zappi. They were a double-digit uh, favorite in both of those games. They barely won. Let's not forget about that wild-card game last season. Miami Dolphins and Skylar Thompson roll into town. I think they were a 15-point underdog. They barely beat them in that game. So they have this awful uh, habit of playing down to the competition here. And even last week, uh, look at their win versus the Dolphins. It was a bit of a comedy of errors in the first half for them. Uh, how did they do their scoring, which led to the victory? A circus catch in the end zone, a 95-yard punt return. So a little bit of luck there for them. Um Messy conditions as well. That could kind of keep the scoring down a little bit. Uh, Pittsburgh's red zone defense has been really strong this season as well. So I think the Steelers can keep that inside of 10 points. I think that spread is way too high. Well, let me ask you a follow-up when it comes to Buffalo because they are a trendy pick to win the Super Bowl outside of the 49ers and the Ravens. Do you feel like that that's just way too much hype? Do you feel like that it is believable? Because, yeah, they are close games, but they can continue to win these close games? Well, they have an excellent path. I mean, they get to host the the worst team in the playoffs in the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then uh, if they do win that game, which they most likely will – then it looks like they'll probably host the the Kansas City Chiefs, 
who are just having not a good season for the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Of course, you never want to count Patrick Mahomes out in a playoff game. But I, I do think that they have a good path. But I also think that people have a short memory with the Buffalo Bills. Like Josh Allen was making a lot of mistakes in that game against the Dolphins there on Sunday night. Of course, they did go on to win, but we see that from him. Uh, it's not rare that Josh Allen has these games where he's turning the ball over left and right, and I think that is something that could catch up to them, especially with the uh, level of competition getting higher. Um, so, no, I, I don't think the Bills are going to go on to win the Super Bowl. There's plenty of reason why you can make a case that they would. But they do have a good path here, and I do understand why people do like the Buffalo Bills. The Bills Mafia thing is a lot of fun. Josh Allen is an easy guy to like as well, but I think all the mistakes will eventually catch up to them down the stretch here. Uh, Joe, for uh, people looking at potential futures before the playoffs get started, let's let's talk a little bit about the teams that are not playing this weekend. Is, Is there a team in the AFC that you think is dangerous for Baltimore? Is there a team in the NFC, same question, uh, about going to San Francisco? If it's not going to be a 1-1 Super Bowl, anybody playing this weekend that you think can go on the road there and win? Uh, I think the Rams are one of the better teams in the NFL right now. It's all about how you're playing right now, right? And this is a team that is really putting it together. Uh, Their defense obviously isn't very strong, but they have all the experience in the world. Sean McVay has been to two Super Bowls. He won one of them. Uh, Their run to the Super Bowl, they're just two seasons removed from winning the Super Bowl here, right? So, yeah, I could see Mm -hmm. the Rams uh, giving anyone in the NFC a run for their money. Uh, And don't forget, Kyle Shanahan hasn't exactly been a guy that comes out big in these big-time games, right? He's choked a little bit in the playoffs here. And like I said, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes is one of these guys who's come up really big in these big games. And Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson don't exactly have the best history in the playoffs, especially Lamar Jackson. Now, it's been a couple years since he's played in the playoffs, but I believe it's just one in three in the playoffs with Baltimore averaging only around 13 points per game in those four games. So maybe this is the year he does get over the hump, but... Yeah, you can't count out Patrick Mahomes here. So who knows? Maybe the Chiefs with some additional time off. They essentially rested all their starters last week. Maybe that's a team that could really get it together here at the right point of the season. Yeah, I've been asking myself the same thing about the Chiefs. Let's go to the NBA. Ten games on the slate. Uh, Any plays that you like for tonight? Um, indeed here, guys, let me bring them up. And these have just been two ultra reliable spots that I keep going back to the well on. Let's start on the East Coast. The Boston Celtics first half spread minus four and a half versus the Timberwolves. So the Celtics, they lead best 27, eight and one against the spread in the first half. And they've been especially strong in this spot off a loss, which is a situation tonight. They're coming off a loss to the Indiana Pacers. So check this out. In their last six games after a loss, they led at the half by 31, 8, 9, 16, 14, and 13. So absolutely blowing teams out of the water in the opening half in the game after a loss. Of course, they're playing at home tonight. A bit of an unfavorable situation for the Timberwolves. Second game of a back-to-back. Only the third time they've done this. And one one of the games after a back-to-back, they came out and got destroyed in the first half by 22 versus the Phoenix Suns. So I'll take them. I'll take the Pelicans 
in the first half to uh, minus half a point in Golden State against the Warriors. Red hot versus ice cold in the first half here. Pelicans 8-1-1 ATS in the first half over their last 10. They lead the league in first half point margin in that span. The Warriors, ice cold 2-8 and eight against the spread in the first half, both overall and at home. Some pretty big advantages there for the Pelicans. Uh, they fall off a little bit in the second. They're at their best in the first half, so that's when you're going to want to bet them. So we'll take those two first half plays in the NBA here tonight. About 15 seconds left here. How and where are you going to be watching the Dolphins and the Chiefs? Uh, in, in my basement here. I already got it booked off. I told the wife the Dolphins are playing here on Saturday night, so I am to be left alone. Now I slept horribly, guys, <laughs> on Sunday after that choke against the Buffalo Bills. So hopefully I won't be set up for an awful sleep here on Saturday. Just be competitive, Miami, here. Get some experience. That's what I'm looking for on Saturday night. Nicely done. Joe Osborne of Covers.com. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we offer up some plays for NFL wildcard and overall playoff leaders. That's coming up on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. We had Joe Osborne in our last segment from Covers.com. In case you missed it, please check out our podcast wherever you podcast. Uh, But he is a noted Dolphins apologist, and right now the Chiefs are four-point favorites against Miami uh, with a total of 44. And, Joe, we were talking during the break about how this spread may be continuing to move in the Chiefs' direction and Maybe it's an overreaction. Yeah. Um, I don't know that he's an apologist. I think he's in line with every other Dolphins fan. They're just waiting to lose. Like, okay, how much is, how bad is it going to be? How much are we going to lose by? Like, God, I'm like, dude, you're here. Get overall a very good season. The Chiefs have sucked all year. Mm-hmm. Like, they've won games when it hasn't been impressive. They don't cover numbers. You probably the numbers saying you're going to be in this game. It's not like it's six or seven. Maybe we get there with overreaction, but uh, yeah, that's interesting. I'm I get why people jumped in on the Chiefs earlier this week, but if we're getting past four, that probably means it could get to six because I haven't heard anybody say that they're betting the Dolphins. So I wonder if there's going to be any support for that side. Look, man, I I don't know why people are like, oh. Zero degrees. It's going to be so cold. Huge advantage to the Chiefs. They don't want to run the ball. Um, Miami can when they're healthy, but the Chiefs don't want to. Now, if Mostert's there, I'm going to like the Dolphins a decent amount. I, I, Are we going back to three and a half? I don't think we are, Aaron. What do you think? I don't. I do like uh, Joe's point, too, about how the Dolphins did play well in cold weather games, notably Mm -hmm. last season in Buffalo when it was snowing. I remember that game and and people were saying the same thing. So I don't know if I'll look too far into that. The one thing that stood out to me is just the two defenses. You know, the Chiefs rank seventh in um, defensive 
uh, DVOA, whereas the Dolphins are 19th. It is weird to think about the Chiefs defense being better than the offense slightly, but that's where we are this season. So defensively, I like the Chiefs to contain the Dolphins a bit more, and that's why I probably won't be betting it on the side. I do wonder if there is a critical point where you do have to back Miami here. And for me, it's not at four right now, but if this gets to five, maybe even six, like if it gets ridiculous, like say, you know, the forecast is more solidified and we go, well, actually it is going to be super cold, et cetera. Like something may, may happen, especially with injury reports coming out or whatever. If something that isn't say like Raheem Mostert centric comes out in the chief's direction and people continue to bet on Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid, I do wonder if there is that critical point where, yeah, you got to back the Dolphins because people are overreacting. And maybe my number is five. Maybe that's where I am. Are you at a different place, Joe? Well, I, I was just going to ask you, uh, based on what you were just saying there, would you rather bet the Dolphins plus six without Mostert or the Dolphins plus four? Let's call it four. No, let's call it three and a half with. Even though I know yeah. that's not the his value, I'm just right. throwing out a number where there would be some positivity on the Dolphins and then maybe it comes down I it, Dolphins plus six without Mostert I would be more than comfortable taking I mean you look mm-hmm. at like overall running back efficiency numbers A-chan is the efficient guy now Mostert being there like yeah that's important and I don't want to discount that but exactly like you prefaced two and a half two that's just too much to value one right. running back that will be used as a stable of running backs on those outside runs. And I wouldn't be surprised if they use several of them and they'll probably do a lot of jet sweeps as well. That's the other aspect to this. Like are there receivers Mm -hmm. for the dolphins who could also be effective on these outside runs? Yes. Yep. I mean, that's what I'm expecting in this game. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. And all right. Today's going to be big. Like where, what are we going to get? As far as these injuries, what are they? How are they going to declare Waddle? Is he going to be able to practice yet? Most are practicing right. at all. Um, mm-hmm. If we see any sort of work on these guys on a Wednesday, I'm gonna feel good about the Dolphins for sure. Yeah, and then we're probably not getting to six. Do you think it could just stay at four and a half? Possibly. I mean, I, I think it could. Uh, yeah. You know, it just depends on like what, what the sentiments are, but you know, like we've all agreed too many people like the chiefs and they're just not enough, especially after Sunday's performance where there's some sort of optimism that you can buy into pertaining to the dolphins. Like it mm-hmm. felt like, you know, they were just bullies taking out lesser competition, running up the score in that situation. So when you're looking at overall season-long offensive numbers, they leave something to be desired because they are a little inflated on one side and deflated on the other. Mm-hmm. Sure. Man. Do you like I, the idea of jet at... sweeps, though, right? Like wide receiver rushing numbers? Like how much yes. do we want to look into those? Tyreek, come on. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm thinking. All right. Uh, so there are a lot of bets out there pertaining to who will lead wildcard weekend and passing, rushing, receiving, uh, maybe even some playoff leaders as well if we want to get to that. So, uh, Joe, how about you kick things off? What stands out to you in this market? Yeah. Uh, first off, co-favorites Flacco and Dak and Stafford's mm-hmm. right there. <laughs> it is. I, I get it. It is still a little surprising to see Joe Flacco. Like, go back a month. 
hey, guys, wildcard weekend, Joe Flacco is going to be a favorite to be the passing leader in super wildcard weekend. Like, it's just insane. Like, sometimes you're like, wait, how did this happen? But I do kind of get it. Uh, and based on the, the performance that Flacco had recently against his team, I'm looking at value and I'm looking at an awful defense. <sighs> Baker 14 to 1. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Against hmm. the Eagles. Like that matchup, it could be. And could they be trailing? Like that's another thing that, that I guess you want to consider. Could there be a team trailing like Stroud or something like that where they're forced to pass, 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 but the problem is the matchup there. So he's probably not going to be the lead leader. Jordan Love could fit that criteria, but plus 950 versus plus 1400 for Baker, I'd go Baker. I would too. That's definitely where I was looking, had Mike Evans in my impactful players, and that's really correlated with thinking that Baker Mayfield's going to have a big day. Eagles give up the second most passing yards per game in the NFL. And as I said before, I mean, they're old, they're slow. This is not a situation where they can just scheme something up and flip a switch. I think both Mm -hmm. Evans and Baker have a day against this Eagles defense. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You guys got me thinking. Uh, and the Baker number popped. But how did this team fall apart? begin to fall apart. What did we see early? That the run defense is an absolute mess. Rashad White at 35 to 1. Really? I mean That's how okay, it's they got to be playing they got to be playing from be in play, front. You, it, it's you correlated to, to your guys case. Yeah, like like if this turns into the Giants game from last week, if this team is absolutely dead and Jalen's finger is all whatever, AJ Brown, you know, isn't at 100% if he's playing like if this is like one two three Cancun at halftime at not, if not before the game, I'm just wondering if that's maybe it's the fact that there's other people with that'll it might be tough for him to catch other guys and I don't know they next this so has the explosion needed for like an 80 yard run to you know put him into this conversation but at least props I'll be looking at I you know Ooh. some of the stuff Eagles are tough to back right now. But some of the stuff around them is getting so silly. It's like 
the 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 they quit stuff that's out there, dude. The playoff. Oh, yeah. Everybody has a new season now. We are at yeah. the playoffs, and you're telling me they quit now? Like that doesn't make any sense if you're any sort of a professional. Also, the Eagles don't as allow as many rushing yards per game as they do passing yards. Like tenth, uh, they rank. So whereas I think they're like second to. They're second to last in passing uh, yards allowed or receiving yards allowed, I should say. Sorry. So I think their run defense is better. A lot better. Wow. Yeah. For Rashad hmm. White to, I don't know. I wouldn't bet Rashad White, I don't the, think. The, the problem with White is that he's just been so inefficient that, right. the, you know, the idea that Mike Evans will be the game breaker in that contest, that makes a ton of sense to me. Uh, you know, he's been vastly underrated his entire career. You can go back to college as far as that's concerned. Uh, but White, he when he's a pass catcher, he's been super effective. That's what's sort of given him new life and his overall value to this offense. But as a runner, boy, he does get stopped behind the line of scrimmage a lot. And he has not, uh, you know, sort of broken free for, you know, tons of yards after the, after contact, things like that. I would have a hard time pass uh, – backing him even against uh the seagulls defense in general plus if the matchup is such to where aaron you know i agree with you like the pass defense is more beatable then doesn't that mean rashad white like overall yards all purpose yards maybe that's a more apt play maybe i mean i will say eagles are 30th in epa per play against the run so that has been a problem all season um, and I do think, yeah, I, I agree. Like the, the 35 to one, I'll sprinkle it. I don't feel that great about it, but like white is like yeah. to your point about efficiency, Ed, he plods along and gets like 75 yards, most likely. Mm-hmm. There's also an eight out there. So value wise, if you see that, that's not going to last. And I get your point there. And guess what? You're live until Monday. You know what you need. Right. It's, 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 it's always it's always fun as far as that goes. Um, some of these spots that are are listing the rushing leader is is it telling because they're putting Achan as the favorite. Or is that? Huh. I mean, there's a little little bit of matchup, but you're if you make him the favorite, you're saying that you don't think Mostert's playing. You're right. Or she just yeah. Or that name? he will have a very limited role. Yeah, Paul. Because he's not a hundred percent, maybe. Yeah, it's like yeah. Because if Mostert is out, your li- liability wise, you're in a decent place. Mostert's in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is the money going to be coming pouring in on him? I don't know that it is. So I think it just might more be a liability thing than anything. Okay. Interesting. Interesting idea. Um, as far as like conditions for the rushing leader and, you know, we've got a couple of weather games where maybe, uh, teams are going to be running a little bit more, uh, James Cook yeah. at plus 950 might make a whole lot of sense there. Uh, been really effective on inside runs, things like that. I, I mean, it's funny, and this is more of a general thought when it comes to the bills. I wonder because they have emphasized the run game and short passes to their tight ends a good bit more in these last several weeks, if there is a genius to that madness, the method to the madness, in that if they do have a bunch of home games in cold weather and then they're in Baltimore, it could also be cold weather there. Well, now they're getting those reps and that practice to be prepared for inclement conditions. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I thought 
Paul, speaking of those kinds of conditions, I thought Paul was going to go Josh Allen at 60 to 1. We're already losing for the playoff leader, for Allen to be the rushing leader. Uh, but I, I wish there was a better number on Kyron Williams because that dude is on fire right now. But yep. you're not going to get any value. You're not even getting three to one right now at a lot of those spots. But um, is 11 to one for Amari Cooper too short? Is it too short? Yeah, because of what we just saw in the same matchup. If the Browns have to play from behind and pass Mm -hmm. a good bit more, then Cooper's going to get those targets. Now, they don't rely on him as the wide receiver one as much as like the Cowboys do with C.D. Lamb or the Dolphins do with Mm Tyreek Hill, but of course those are shorter numbers. Uh, But that might be uh, closer to the truth to me. Just because in terms of game script, what is this going to mean? Because the Browns aren't relying on the run nearly as much as they have in years past. And if the Texans turn this into a shootout, which is very possible, especially being indoors, and if this defense doesn't travel well indoors, then mm-hmm. I could see a path for that. But it, it seems yeah. about right to me. The two receivers I'm looking at are Cooper at 11 and Mike Evans at 18. Yeah, Mike Evans at 18 is what I have down much even better number than Baker at 14 to one. And if Baker's going to be the later, he's not throwing <laughs> to Kate Otten. We know that. <laughs> I, Evans over Godwin. Drink. Evans over Godwin at better value. Yeah. I, I almost feel like if Godwin beats out Evans, then Godwin is not the rushing leader for the week. Like, then nobody is. Like, I wonder if there's, like, an obvious him. ceiling with Godwin, but with Evans, he could yeah. be. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't if, – if, that's a tough one because sometimes Evans is the red zone guy, and then Godwin yeah. get, racks up the yards. So, I right. get your point as far as the value goes. But, yeah, I mean, they, <laughs> they, they could be one-two in the weekend. I know. And back to your – Back to your Josh Allen question, I just don't know that that's this game. This feels like a James Cook game. Like, they should be in control yeah. the whole way. I just don't know this is where the, the Josh Allen has to call his own number time and time again game. Yep, right, right. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our lightning bets, our favorite plays for tonight, right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Well, Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. We will get to our lightning bets in just a bit. But first, if there was ever any doubt as to the popularity of college football... Uh, Look no further than television ratings for Monday night's national championship game. The most watched title game in four years, Joe. 25 million. I, you know, that stood out to me. There, there was a bunch of nuggets about this game and I know ESPN promoting their own product. Hey, uh, look at how great we are. Look at all the different uh, formats that we have, but it was the most watched college football playoff in six years, just 
as a whole. Um, the New Year's Six Bowls were terrific, too. So what is this all about? It, it had me wonder, like, why so much now? Was it because everybody was just waiting and waiting and waiting till we got to the important games? Is this how it's going to going to be moving forward um as far as monday night's national championship was it about michigan a massive team a nationwide team that hasn't been there in so long would harbaugh get it done um i'll tell you this it shows you that it college football can be very very popular even if the sec isn't involved I love it, especially for the Pac-12. Like, we've joked about where can you even see those games. Nobody watches them. And, of course, you have a Pac-12 team in the national championship (laughs) and it's the highest-rated game. I love to see it. I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with Michigan, though, more than Washington. But uh, still, it's... uh, It says a lot, and I think that's great for any Pac-12 teams, especially in the last year. The top five local markets, obvious. I mean, you're going to have Detroit and Seattle, one and two. But after that, Columbus, like they're wa- they're hate watching, right? Hate they're, watching. they're hoping that Michigan that. loses. Um, Atlanta was four. Like we're going down to SEC country. I just thought it was very interesting, and it probably means this is how it's going to be moving forward in the playoff. That's that's what I would think because mm-hmm. there's going to be so much intrigue with something fresh. I, I think it's good. It's good for uh, college football all around. And Seattle is a pretty smart football city. I mean, it's Seahawks mm-hmm. and Huskies number two. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. really, really strong football city. So I guess that doesn't surprise me that much. And it, but it was a blowout. That's the other thing. And everybody's stuck with it. Yeah, the second half was Hoping a the Huskies would come times. back. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, it was it was a one-possession game for a while, then it was 10 points, et cetera. But a lot of that third quarter, start of the fourth, not interesting football. Then Michigan turned it into a blowout, and they were still watching. Like, that was super-duper yeah. impressive. Also, a lot of people were betting the Huskies. That could be a big part of it. A lot of bets on Washington, mm-hmm. people not wanting to give up True. on the game if they were betting on sure. them. Yeah, there was still, still something there. I don't know if, like, this grinds your gears, but it does feel like every single year, enough of the college football contingent are like, we should play this game on Saturday. College football should be played on Saturdays, et cetera, et cetera. Like, look, TV executives understand that people watch television on Mondays. ESPN wants to dominate Monday nights with football coverage. That's why they have Monday night football, and they want to continue this Monday night thing because that's their brand. And that's another one of the reasons why the ratings are so high. Like, people tend to do other things on the weekend. But weekdays, especially on Mondays, they are home watching television. And that also helps for the casual viewer as well. Yeah, let's go against uh, the NFL. That's a great idea, guys. (laughs) I'm sure the NFL would change their schedule. But I I didn't hear that. That's (laughs) dumb. Like, there's one game left. Why does it have to be Saturday? That doesn't make any sense to me. I agree. Friday night, Saturday night, probably not big for uh, many people. <laughs> hey, you know what was dumb? I don't know if they did in the national uh, championship because I don't really watch some of the, the other platforms that they, you know, they try to spice it up. Okay, try this. We're going to have a sky cam on this channel because they can put it everywhere. Um why would anybody want to watch Pat McAfee holding a microphone from the sideline? 
Like they did that in one of the New Year's Six Bowls, or was it a seven game? Bowl. I forgot which yeah. game. The Rose Bowl, but they didn't do it for the championship. Yep, yep. I believe so. But not, but not. They did it Monday too. Yeah, I believe it was the Rose Bowl and the national championship. Oh yeah, who would want to watch yeah. that? That sounds painful. <laughs> I haven't watched him once, to be honest, since he went drama. to sort of, Yeah, you I can just intertwine the conspiracy theories while watching your football game. Like, you know, can't beat that, right? Yeah, why do I want him screaming the entire time? People can't even deal with it for game day. Imagine while you're right. trying to enjoy the game. Mm-hmm. Did you see this whole thing of that he's trying to get fired? Is that what you're also talking about? He's trying to get oh, himself that... fired. Why was oh, because he's calling out executives and and then There's adding a lot of conspiracy theories. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Yeah. I guess it's marketable. All right. Uh, lightning bets time. Uh, three in different sports. How about that? We'll start on the ice. Avalanche money line over the Golden Knights. Uh, second line for Colorado with Nechuskin, Colton O'Connor. 86% expected goal rate. They were outstanding in their last game. It is a tough contest with tough competition, but I think the better team at home prevails there. Uh, then in basketball. Clippers against the Raptors. Talked about Toronto being a little upset over uh, the whole free throw disparity thing. I don't know if that improves in this contest. I do know, though, that the Clippers' offensive rating, which is eighth best in the NBA, uh, that's not their identity, uh, but it is now. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, fifth and sixth, and Darko, James Harden is tenth. You've got three guys playing at a really high level. And so Toronto, maybe they do get to the free throw line more or they're just smarter in terms of not expecting calls. But I expect this game to go over the 236.5. And And then finally, golf, Sony Open. Didn't really talk about Terrell Hatton all that much, did we? Great iron player. And he is a co-favorite at 16-1, to so it may not seem like there's a whole lot of hashtag value. But I am willing to take a flyer on him with a top 20 finish at minus 105, Joe. All right, NBA, I'm going paces. I'm going to lay the uh, 7.5 against Washington, even though they're going to be without Halliburton for for a one-night spot. I do like the Pacers here. So I'm going to lay the number and the market is moving up. I'm seeing some eight start to pop. So you might have to act quickly there. Uh, golf, mm, you know, Aaron, I considered uh, doing a matchup fading your guy, Batia, but I decided Whoa. to go elsewhere. I'm going with Nick Taylor backing him. We talked about his strong course history earlier on in the show, and there's a couple matchups that I like with him. I'm taking Nick Taylor against Norin, which you can find at minus 105. Norin hasn't played this this course in three years and also uh aaron rye that's even money last couple times here for rye 61 and a missed cut so uh, a couple of matchups that i like in favor of nick taylor there aaron all right well that's sad you want to fade Jay. i bet him I d- outright- no i said i mu- i was thinking about it i did not do it though. i know i know but you know you still want to <laughs> you considered it just You're thinking about it is a crime yes. you're exactly. on my list it was on, it was on your mind so it still counts as far you're as out for yeah, that right. reason i'm gonna bet him outright 60 to 1 top 30 plus 165 am i doing top 20 why not plus 280 
Uh, San Diego State, really good in adjusted defensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm. So that's a team I think could be dangerous. I don't really have any college basketball futures yet, as I mentioned earlier in the show. So I will bet uh, San Diego State 16-1 to to make the final four. I'm also going to be on Sahit Tagala, plus 175, top 20, and top 30 is even money. So maybe we're just a week too soon on him, Paul. So no outrights. I'll just do top 20, top 30 there. I'll also be on the Hawks, minus one and a half. No Joel Embiid. Um, I like that one. And then, this is a tough one. I'm going oppo on Sabonis. So he had a triple-double last night. They're on a second night of a back-to-back. So let's go no double-double at plus 525 against the Hornets. Hornets defense sucks. It's a bit scary, but let's do it. So similar process, Aaron, uh, in fading our guys. Unfortunately, I'm going head to head with you. The Galata missed the wow. cut at two to one. Let that ultimate letdown spot. His driving accuracy could be all over the place. It historically has been, and this is where you have to be down the middle a little bit. Uh, so I will just a letdown spot, like I said, and I think I think he is. Uh, the miss the cut, I think, is a little aggressive, but I also am fading him in some matchups. Maybe I'm a scoring lover. I don't know. But Putnam versus Degala uh, at even money. The Putman uh, has great course history here. Lucas Glover versus Svensson, another guy with good course history here. So he's even money. That's the matchup. And then our guy, Ben on first last. Talk about a letdown. Last week's winner. Kirk, he is even money to beat him as well. Kirk does have decent history here, so not my favorite of them, but Putnam versus the Gala for sure. Sorry, Sahith, uh, you are a fade this week. And then College Hoops, Clemson off a couple of losses, short road favorite at Virginia Tech. I think it's a step up in class for Virginia Tech. So Clemson minus one and a half. And Mississippi State, a home dog against Tennessee. Yes, one of the best defenses in all of uh, college hoops, so is Mississippi State. So give me the two and a half with the short home dog. Good deal. So, uh, Good deal. Can we just Paul's talk about the bit. amount of spaghetti? Yeah. Paul's new bit is obviously fading someone every day. He goes after us, and then he with his picks, he's like, all right, who am I going to fade? Yesterday was Ed. I had this written Today's down. Aaron. <laughs> I had these written down beforehand. You guys walk into the bear trap. I can't help that. Also, there the are two trap? pounds of spaghetti over here, Jake. What are you eating for lunch? Holy smokes. Two pounds of spaghetti, dude. Oh, two pounds? What do you got? Are listen, you running a marathon? It's, Go grab listen, it. It's leg day. Go it. Uh, what do you, yeah, what, what, he what should. Do you I was like, I was oh, gonna take a picture go. and send it to you guys. It is so much spaghetti. <laughs> it's a lot of food, okay? But uh, that doesn't even do it justice. That's to, that's to the not, It's that also high. not just spaghetti. There, it's meatballs, it's meatballs and vegetables in there as well. Okay, it's leg day, so we're eating a lot of food. All right, it's bulking I'm season. Like, Games, <sighs> love it. Oh uh, yeah, I'm gonna be betting Will Zalatoris. How can I not? Oh, I, I'm betting Zalatoris at seventy five to one. Thanks for watching and listening to Thank You All Daily, presented by right MGM. For those listening, Jim Rome is next. For those watching on Twitch, stay tuned Aww. for the Daily Tip. Take care, everybody. <laughs>